The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government Charlotte, and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christian conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have had, uh, I hope you have had a great weekend. And uh, ready to start the week off. This is going to be a historic week, no doubt about that. Uh, there's there's no doubt in my mind that this is going to be uh, a week in the United States that's going to go down in history. Now, what that entails, I don't know. Uh, we're told we're going to have an inauguration of Joe Biden, which is, I don't know, questionable at best for me, um, especially you guys who you get into all that lineage and bloodlines and all that this guy doesn't fit the pattern then there's all the other stuff that's come out uh crimes and things and a lot of people think oh there's going to be major arrests and it's that man we'll see then we see the unfolding of the national guard rollout i'm going to talk about some of that in just a moment as well as some other things and uh, what i want to do is i'm going to uh, because you heard as we started i don't know why some of these sites when you um when you go to their sites, they just sporadically start playing a video. Um, I don't particularly like that. And by the way, uh, we are up on sonsoflibertymedia.com. If you want to watch us there, um, go to the right side of the page, scroll down, you'll be you'll be watching us there. We're on Vimeo, and I, I got to tell you, Vimeo is really something to try to figure out. Uh, all this stuff is not right in the place, so I'm not streaming the video right to Vimeo right now, and I don't know why... Everything's not in one place. I'm trying. You got to change the stream key out each time. So we're not there, but we are on sonsoflibertymedia.com. We are on Facebook. We are on dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. We're at Twitch and um, Periscope under Setting Brush Fires, and also Twitter at uh, Bradley Dean One. And we're also on Cutting Edge TV on Roku. Uh, they're carrying us there. We appreciate that very much as well. And uh, by the way, while you're over at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, just quickly, let me get some formalities out of the way. If you'd like to help us in what we're doing here, both on the Internet, uh, on radio, and also out among the people, Bradley and his family are in Michigan this week. Uh, Michigan's become sort of the hotbed for uh, Bradley and his family to go to and to speak, and uh, we're thankful for that. We're thankful for you guys up there who are taking a stand against your tyrannical governor there in the state. 
But if you'd like to help us out, we have needs that have to be met. There's a donate button if you're able to do so and want to do so. Please click on that and make a donation to the Sons of Liberty, or you can become a monthly partner with us as a son or daughter of Liberty. That button is also at the top of the Sons of Liberty Media webpage. You can click that and set up for a monthly donation. And then our store is available. If you guys like our T-shirts, the water bottles, the coffee mugs, the DVDs, uh, books, and other things that we have there, that can be purchased in the store, and that helps us also do what we do. And then also, one last thing, the email address here. Um, is um, you can enter your email address right here. And if you do, we don't rent your email out. We don't sell it. We don't spam you. And what ends up happening is you get one email a night with the articles that we do for the day. And those um, come to your email box. Now, they're, they're censoring us there too, guys. They're taking and sending the stuff straight to the spam. So you have to check in your spam folder. If you sign up for that, check in your spam folder, get that corrected so that you'll uh, have that set up there when you subscribe to us. And we appreciate you very much. By the way, if you would like to call in at any time, love to hear from you guys. If you got a comment, you got some input or something that you want to um, bring to the table, we'd love to hear from you. The number is 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. All right. Okay. So um, here we are, and we're seeing all this stuff being rolled out in D.C. Okay. Some of you guys have seen the news footage uh, that's happened. We've witnessed this. I, I don't know what to call it. A hoax of uh, a Capitol building um, riot, if you will, storming the Capitol and all. And uh, one of the interesting things to me is, and I'm going to lead off with this, okay? And I'm going to let you draw your own conclusions. I'm not going to tell you what the conclusions are. I'm going to let you draw your own conclusions in this. But I received a, a video last night from a friend, and it was very interesting. The, um, the guy with the horns who went in there, right? Uh, some of you guys have probably seen this. Now, uh, what I want to do is I want to kind of bring this up here. And for those who are in the listening audience, I'll kind of narrate what's going on. Okay. This is going to be the first thing that comes out. Um, let's see if we can do this. I'm not going to play the audio simply because there's, I think there's some language in here, if I remember correctly. And I'm not interested in having the language there. I'll just tell you what's going on. If you want to check it out later on, we'll have it uploaded at sonsoflibertymedia.com in the archive later this morning, okay? But here's the, here's the gentleman who, who comes in. We know he's been for a big climate change stuff. He's been for a lot of uh, what they term left-wing agendas, okay? And it's interesting because this video seems to capture that they're actually doing takes on this the video. You know, this this now infamous picture of him standing uh, up there behind where uh, the, the, the leader of the Senate is and all of this. Well, take a look at what's going on. And there's some captions here. I'll read it for the audience who, are, who is listening. Um, here we go. All right, so he's captured. He says, hey... He's coming in with his American flag. He says, hey, man, glad to see you guys. You guys are awesome. 
He's got covered in blood. God bless you. And there's a guy sitting on the phone in front of everything. A cop comes in with him. Everybody's saying they're good. Said he got shot in the face. <laughs> got shot in the face with some kind of plastic bullet. Any chance I could get something to leave the Senate wing? Uh, I've been making sure, okay, you just want to, there's, there's a policeman in here talking to him and just leading them in. And this is what it, this is what they're doing. I mean, look at this cop here. And what he's just walking in with his little mask on. He's following these guys in and just letting them do what he's doing. Setting up, it looks like basically setting up for a photo op. That's what they look like they're doing. Now, when when did this happen? Did this happen during all of this hoopla that was going on the other Wednesday? Or was this at a different time? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Because you've got this video that's being captured here. Okay? And... um, I can't make out at the top of it, and it won't be still long enough for me to see. Um, I can't tell if this is a time or it's a date that's being given here um, of in December or not. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's what that is or not. But there's there's some numbers at the top. It almost looks like it could be something like that, like on December the 25th. I don't know. That that may That may be completely wrong. But, what I, but the point I want you to see is how it's being staged. Okay? How it's being staged. Then we have the video, and I didn't pull this part up yet, uh, the video of President Trump telling the people, his supporters, to go home. And some people have said that it is pre-recorded, and it does appear that it, that it looks like it's pre-recorded when you compare it with what the weather was and everything else that was going on that day. Some have even said, and I talked with a gentleman yesterday that I trust in these kind of matters, he said it looks like it's one of the deep fakes. In other words, it's computer-generated. It's a computer-generated message. Some people said that was the case with his concession-non-concession speech. <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about that it was somehow CGI, it was a deep fake. Now, why, why they would be doing that, I don't know, okay? But I do know this, all of this has set up for a mass um, call-out of the National Guard in Washington, D.C., okay? With that said, there's some interesting things that are taking place with the National Guard. Okay? Now, what I want you to see is um, some of the things that are taking place with the National Guard. Now, some of you won't be able to see everything, okay? Because, well, obviously people are listening by radio. But one of the interesting things, I went through a bunch of pictures I went through a lot of videos, and you guys can do this yourself. You can put in National Guard in D.C., okay? And you can pull up the pictures, and you can pull up the videos. We got a report last week that the National Guard has been given authorization to use lethal force, right? Now, what, else, what, else, what other kind of force would they be using? 
Um, but what's interesting is, is one of the things that was noted was in the fencing that was put up. And in the fencing that was put up, the, I don't know, the parts where you put them together were facing outside. In other words, <laughs> it's like the guys on the outside could just take apart the fence uh, that, that they're, you know, the people are being kept out from. The other part is with the, the soldiers themselves. You, you've seen the images, right? You've seen the images of them carrying their weapons, Okay, you, you've seen that. There is um, a report, and I'm going to bring this up now, of a gentleman. Well, uh, I don't want to bring that up now. I'll bring that up in just a second. I thought this was the same one. Excuse me. Live radio, and I'm trying to put this in here and not mess it up because I don't want them talking over me. One of the things comes from... Uh, the Oklahoman. Okay, now check this video. Members out. of Oklahoma's National Guard are headed to Washington D.C. The guardsmen will provide extra security for next week's presidential inauguration, and the troops from the Sooner State will be joining thousands of other soldiers and airmen from 43 states. I believe Monday of this week, uh, the number of National Guard soldiers at our capital is right around 7,000 ish, and I think before the inauguration. I think it can be anywhere in the neighborhood of 20,000 Air and Army National Guard soldiers. So we in Oklahoma, we're just trying to do our small part to uh, support the bigger picture. Members of the Oklahoma National Guard have participated in previous inaugurations, but none on this scale. Usually we'll have some of our civil support team members go or just technical experts go to assist the D.C. National Guard. Um, but doing the security missions a little little larger uh, scale operation than what we've seen in the past. Okay. All right. So here's something that where I'm going to pause here. Here's your National Guard guys. Now, I put a video, I put an image up on my Facebook page yesterday and basically said 100 points for anybody who can tell me what's wrong with this picture. I was looking for one specific thing. Some people found a couple other little, you know, little things in it. But I want you to notice, those of you watching, I want you to notice this area here and this area here. For those who don't know where I'm pointing, I'm pointing to where the magazine well is. Now, these, these guys have been allegedly authorized to use lethal force. And they've got the look on, they've got their camo, they got, you know, their backpacks on. They got the gloves on. Some of them do. Um, and they've got their their rifles that they're carrying. But they got no magazines in the rifle. Now, what does that tell you? It tells you that it's an optic. It's a show of force. I, I told you last week, one of the things is, is that they took and they've more than doubled the number of National Guard called in for this inauguration than previous inaugurations. 10,000 at Trump's inauguration in 2017. I think it was the same thing for Obama. And we're looking at 26, 30,000 troops there in D.C. 
for an inauguration. Uh-huh. And somebody put out that they think it's all about optics as a scare tactic and not give these guys any ammunition because, quote unquote, they're afraid they might kill Joe Biden. Come on, man. Come on. Then, Ronnie, why are you carrying a, why are you carrying around an empty rifle? What's the point of that? You don't put the magazine in there until you're ready to use it. <laughs> Come on. That's like carry, that's like doing concealed carry without a bullet in the chamber. It's an expensive rock you got that you're hiding in your pants. That's it. That's that's it. That really is it. In any case, this is a part of it. The the reason I'm going to bring the reason I'm pointing this out. Now this is with the National Guard. Okay? Come back out here. This is with the National Guard. Now we've got a story coming out of DC. Okay? I'm going to bring this up because this is the one where they were trying to talk while the show was starting. <laughs> okay? We got a Virginia man who's arrested with a gun and 500 rounds of ammo. Okay? Listen to this guy. This is um, a 31-year-old truck driver, Wesley Allen Beeler, if you guys have not seen the news on this. Listen to this little interview. Charla, that man says that he came to D.C. to do security for the inauguration when he says he pulled up to this security checkpoint to ask for the best way to get to his job site at the National Mall. That's when he says he remembered that he had a gun in his truck. Wesley Beeler is the 31-year-old Front Royal Virginia man who was arrested at an inauguration checkpoint for having a loaded gun and hundreds of rounds of ammo in his truck more than 24 hours after he was taken in. He's telling WSA 9 it was an accident. I'm not a bad person, and it was just an accident that was made because I forgot to take my time to leave for work and take my firearm out of the truck before I left Virginia. Wheeler says he was on an independent contract with a security company, and the inauguration credential he was given had worked during his previous days on the job. After working for six days, he says he had a day off, and when he came back to the district, he says he forgot to take his gun out of the truck. Court documents say Beeler pulled up to a security checkpoint and showed an unauthorized inauguration credential. That's when officers noticed pro-gun decals on Beeler's truck and asked if he had anything that could hurt the officers. Court documents say Beeler told the officers about the gun and was then put in handcuffs. The moment they said they were going to search the K-9, I, I remembered that it was in the vehicle. You know, I was in such a rush that day and I was really nervous. I was, I really was because... I know there's different laws. I don't know what the laws are in D.C. They're he all Virginia, unlawful. He's a licensed Every law. And never meant to cause any harm across that. his state line. I'm not a bad person, and all I've ever, do, ever done was try to help people, especially in being corrections, to try to lead people the better path. Not what I want to you know, be known for. I've always tried to pick a job that was good for you know, the portion of the world that I'm in. On Saturday, he was charged with carrying a pistol without a license, possession of unregistered firearm, and possession of unregistered ammunition. Now, he waits for his next court appearance. Scary more for the fact that I want to be with my family and I don't know where this is going to go because I have to go back to court in March. And just the fact that they let me out should say enough because I explained to them, I gave them my phone, I let them do all the research on me they wanted to. I was asked by FBI, Secret Service, and Capitol Police all the questions, and I, I let them have access to everything. I have nothing to hide. 
I'm not a terrorist of any sort. I forgot my firearm was in the truck and I went to do an unarmed security job in front of the Capitol because I felt like I was protecting something, being a part of something that it needed to be done. Tonight, Beeler wants all of D.C. to know that he is sorry for what he is calling a misunderstanding. I'm live near the Capitol, Colby Satterfield, WUSA 9. The search. All right, so there you have it. This guy is apparently in corrections. Now, guys, I'm just going to tell you, you, you ask, do they not have magazines at the ready? Let me tell you where a magazine is ready. In the gun. That's when it's ready. That's when it's ready. Yeah, you can have extra magazines, but that gun is useless. I mean, it really is useless. If somebody's going to come up to you and try something, how are you going to be able to stop it? you got to stop and pull it out with all that other stuff you got on, stick it in there. Then you got to uh, put a round in the chamber before you can even pull the trigger. So at the ready is in the, is in the gun. I mean, this, this is not rocket science. It really isn't. Um, so this guy, what I, the point I want to make to you, this guy is in corrections. He says he's in corrections. And he forgets that he's got a, a gun and some ammunition in his truck. Let me ask you something. Under, in the United States, under our Constitution, what's the supreme law of the land? What declares to be that? Now, I believe there's a law higher than the Constitution. Don't get me wrong. The law of God. But the Constitution is a limit on government. It is not a limit on you and I. And this is why the states are, are supposed to be implementing the moral law of God. Okay? They're supposed to be implementing the moral law of God. The federal government is not to be doing all the stuff that the states are supposed to do. The federal government has very limited things that it was designed to do by the states. It was created by the states, not the other way around. So what does our Constitution say about Mr. Beeler and his carrying the firearm that he forgot about with ammunition? I'll tell you what it says right here. Article 2, a well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state, and that's not the, this federal militia, National Guard stuff. Okay, militia it has a specific understanding of the people themselves. The right of the people to keep and bear arms, it doesn't say whether it's in your truck, on your person, in your house, or any of that. You have a right to keep and bear arms, and that shall not be infringed. Not if, oh, there's a threat on the Capitol. Oh, if we feel like we're fearful that somebody's going to shoot somebody. Oh, that if we're having a major event and we can't bring guns in here. It doesn't say that. It says it shall not be infringed. So I got a question for you. National Guardsmen in D.C. D.C. police who are enforcing this kind of stuff. You're hauling a guy off who hasn't even committed a crime. Even under the supreme law of the land, he is supposed to be protected and you are not protecting him. You're being little Nazi brown shirts following pretended legislation, which is not law. How does that work for you? See, this is an infringement upon this man's liberty. And let me tell you something. If you're planning on going to D.C., i got to tell you, I think it's a whole trap up there. That's what I think. That's just my own personal opinion. But if you're planning on going up there, here's the question. Will you be disarmed? I, I just read to you 
what the supreme law of the land says. You have the right to keep and bear arms. Now, either you do or you don't. I, either you do or you don't. It's not a pick and choose that if I go in a bank, I can't take a gun in with me. It's not a pick and choose if I go in a government building, I can't take a gun with me or not. I mean, it's, just, it's not that. It either is that or it isn't. Either we do have God-given rights or we don't that are to be protected. Now, let me take you back just a little bit in our history. In Congress of July the 4th, 1776. Okay? And this is what our forefathers wrote. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. See, folks, you don't have any rights apart from God. So those of you who reject that God exists that he is the creator of all things and that he is seeing over history, you don't really have anywhere to point to for your rights except either government's giving them or you got some other kind of strange way that you're getting your rights. The creator gives us our rights. He's made us and he's given them to us in order to do what? Do our duties before him. Among them, the Second Amendment is to protect life. It is to resist tyranny. Repel invasions. Deal with criminals who are attacking us, our families, or even strangers that we don't know. And here's what we read here. The separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. So they're setting up to say our rights have been violated by the British monarchy. And we're letting we're going to list these things. They list them down a little bit lower in the declaration. But it's this central point of the first part because we're facing a lot of the same things they faced from our own government, from those who swore to uphold the Constitution. You know that supreme law of the land thing? But they're not doing it. And so here's what they continue with. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Now, what they're saying is they're created equal before God. We obviously know some all men are not created equal. Some men are created and they're short, and some men are created tall. Some men are, you know, become fat, and some people, some men are skinny. Some people are smart, and some people are not so smart. They're not talking about that. They're talking about they're created equal in the image of God. Okay? And they are endowed and they and they lead on to that. They said they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, or the original is the pursuit of property. And that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers, that's the government from the consent of the governed. That's the people. That's you and me. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, what ends? What he just said. They are to 
protect those rights. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. That's what government's supposed to be doing, protecting those rights. And when the government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people. Not Government doesn't have rights. Let's get that straight. When you say the president has the right to it, no, he doesn't. He's given delegated authority to do certain things. When you say Congress has the right, no, they don't. They have a delegated authority to do something. But when it becomes, when government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. And basically, I think they have the idea of the safety that the government's not going to be tyrannical to them. They go on, prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. I agree. They really shouldn't. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, that's the right of the people, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of the colonies and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. All right, so here's what, here's what they're saying. They're not anti-government. That is propaganda that's put out by the media or politicians who are seeking to protect the media and big tech and big pharma and all their, all their fascist friends that they're working with. Our founders were like the Sons of Liberty here. We believe in good government that uphold the law which actually law, not fake law. And what they said was, when that government becomes so corrupt that it threatens your safety and your happiness, you wonder why we do a lot of these stories on bad cops? Again, it's not all cops are... I I don't see all cops as terrible. But do you wonder why we do that? It's because we're seeing this stuff right here. They're not good for the people's safety or happiness. Look at what happened with this guy up in Virginia. He's arrested by the cops. For what? A right that he's supposed to be protected under our Constitution, which they're throwing their oath right out the window and saying, no, we'd rather obey the politicians who write fake law than obey the Constitution and keep our oath. Okay. Now, what what's so serious about this? See, because the people oftentimes don't know what's going on. They don't understand what's going on. The United States is becoming more and more totalitarian. That's, there's no nice way to say it. It may have once been the land of the free and the home of the brave. But more and more it's becoming the totalitarian police state. 
This guy up in Virginia is a prime example of that. Well, Tim, he could have been going up there to do this. That. Well, he could have been going up there to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It doesn't matter. What he could have been done, we're not, uh, you know, if you're trying to import the minority report in this and determine, you know, people are going to commit a crime because they had a gun, <laughs> that's a dangerous road you're on, man. Really dangerous road. I said it before, I'll say it again. People who are upright can have as many guns on them as they want, and I don't, doesn't bother me one bit. And if you don't believe me, go up to Lobby Day this year in Virginia. Go hang out with tens of thousands of people who are armed to the teeth up there, and you tell me whether or not there's any reason to fear. I didn't see any. Actually, I felt like I was more protected there and among friends and countrymen than anywhere I've been. But let me show you why this is so dangerous. We've got National Guard. We've got D.C. police. We've got D.C. politicians who are pushing this kind of thing, this kind of tyranny upon the American people to infringe on their rights. Okay? Let me show you the details of that kind of infringement and what kind of justice needs to be brought upon these kinds of people. Okay? Let me show it to you. This is 18 U.S. Code 241. Conspiracy against rights. Now listen... This is this is put forth by Congress. Okay? Listen to what it says. If two or more persons conspire, there's that word. Tim, are you a conspiracy theorist? <laughs> yeah. I see the conspiracy going on because there's more than two, there's hundreds, there's literally thousands of people involved in this conspiracy to infringe upon our rights. And I'm not talking about the elites, folks. I'm talking about people in this country. It says, If two or more persons conspire to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any person, listen to this, in any state, territory. Now, I had a, a conversation with a good friend of mine. He goes, well, territories, they can write their own. I said, they can't write their own laws to infringe on the rights of the people. This is what it says. In any state, Territory, Commonwealth, Possession, or District. The District of Criminals up there in D.C. And the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured to him by the Constitution or laws of the United States or because of his having so exercised the same or if two or more persons go in disguise on the highway or on the premises of another with intent to prevent or hinder his free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege so secured. Here's what happens. They shall be fined under this title and imprisoned not more than 10 years. Now, I don't think the imprisonment, that's just, that's not justice. (laughs) That's like they infringe on your rights and then they slap your face for doing it because then you got to pay to keep these guys up or both. And if death results from the acts committed in violation of this section, or if such acts include kidnapping or an attempt to kidnap, aggravated sexual abuse, or an attempt to commit aggravated sexual abuse, or an attempt to kill, they shall be fined under this title or imprisoned for any term of years, or for life, or both, or they may be sentenced to death. (laughs) 
That's the law. That's the law. There's another section, too. 18 U.S. Code 242. It's very much like it. Deprivation of rights under color of law. Here's what it says. Whoever, under color of any law, statute, ordinance, regulation, or custom, willfully subjects any person in any state, territory, commonwealth, possession, or district to the deprivation of any rights, privileges, or immunities secured or protected by the Constitution or the laws of the United States or to different punishments, pains, or penalties on account of such person being an alien or by reason of his color or race, then a prescribed for the punishment of citizens shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than one year or both, and if bodily injury results from the acts committed in violation of this section, or if such acts include the use, attempted use, or threatened use of a dangerous weapon, explosives, or fire, shall be fined under this title and imprisoned not more than ten years or both, and if death results from the acts committed in violation of this section, or if such acts include kidnapping or an attempt to kidnap, aggravated sexual abuse, or an attempt to commit aggravated sexual abuse, or an attempt to kill, shall be fined under this title, or imprisoned for any term of years, or for life, or both, or may be sentenced to death. Now let that sink in for just a second. A conspiracy is just merely two people getting together to make a plan to do something. It can be good or it can be bad. Okay? But in this case, it's addressing those who are doing evil. It's addressing those who are violating the law. In the first one that I read to you, 18 U.S. Code 241, a conspiracy against rights. That's to infringe on your rights. In 242, it's to do it under the color of law. It's to do it under the color of law. To act like it's law to infringe on your rights when it isn't. You see, Mr. Beeler here was having his rights violated under the color of law. It's under the color of law. It's not law. It's under the color of law. This is what we got to this is what we have to ask the question. Is this thing worth anything at all anymore? Constitution? Is it, I mean is it? I'm just asking. Is it is it is it worth anything? Is it really the supreme law of the land or is it not? It says it is. It tells us how we're to enforce that law with the militia. Article 1 section 8 clause 15. The militia are the rightful law enforcers of the Union. They are. They're the ones to repel invasions and put down insurrections. By the way, here we are. um, Here's another one. This is from the uh, Hartford uh, Current. Um, Another image here. Here's DC cops. Now, I'll guarantee you their little uh, sidearms here are armed. I bet they I bet they got bullets in those ready to go. 
Okay, I bet they got I bet they got bullets in their handguns. But you can look here, <laughs> you'll see no magazines in the rifles of the National Guardsmen behind them. Now why is that? Huh? Why is that? I I'm 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 leaving that to you to answer. I'm not going to answer it for you. You're a thinking people out there. Some of you are, right? <laughs> Why are they doing that? Why have we heard from Joe Biden that he is ready to attack the Second Amendment his first day in office? Why is that? You see, an armed people are not as easily overtaken as others. Um, I was going to bring up this this thing that we had the other day. This is um, that where he oh, here we are again. You, you the, see, the, an army the Vimeo just starts up on its own. Um, one of the things that Biden has done is by saying that he's going after the National Rifle Association. This is. Uh. Um, Every page I come on. <laughs> that he says he's going after the National Rifle Association. You saw where they're moving out of uh, New York and plans to move down into Florida. Oh, look, the National Rifle Association has some problems. In, I'm talking about in its corporate offices. It's got some problems. It really does. The people in the NRA, for the most part, I think are probably good American people. I really do. Just like in most who are in Second Amendment organizations. And we've done an article, a friend of mine up in New York has done an article to show where the NRA has really compromised our rights over the years, and they back legislation that doesn't support the Second Amendment. In fact, it seeks to infringe on it. And the people get to looking at the dollar signs and... They have to keep the fight going because if they actually solve the problem, then there wouldn't be an NRA organization anymore. And I've said this about some pro-life movements too, some pro-life organizations. Some pro-life organizations want abortion just regulated, not eliminated, because it lets them stay in the fight, getting money and doing all this other. There are a lot who would like to see it ended. Okay? Yes, they did, Eric. They did file for bankruptcy. So here we've got Biden. And yes, I believe there was election fraud. I'm just going to tell you, I think there's election fraud. It's been going on for years. Nobody's done anything about it. In fact, they keep doing stupider things all the time. More of these electronic voting um, booths and stuff like that. All that is ripe for corruption and for fraud. It just is. Paper ballots have that opportunity too. The hearts of men are wicked. They're desperately wicked. Who can know them? But we know this. We know they can do that. There's only one solution for that. That's a change of heart. And God says that he will take out a heart of stone. He'll put in a heart of flesh. That's why we present the gospel of Jesus Christ, the one who gave himself for sinners, who faced the, the punishment for sinners, that he might redeem them unto God, that he might make them a new creation that will be conformed to his image. That's why we have that. So I believe that there's election fraud. Don't get me wrong. 
who are set up here for an inauguration of Joe Biden, if you can believe that. And here's what he says. The Epoch Times reports, President-elect Joe Biden on January 8th promised to defeat the National Rifle Association while he's in office. Now, where is that part of his duties under Article 2? Let me see if I can find those. Let me see if he has those duties. Nope, nope, he doesn't have those duties. Nope. Article 2, he doesn't have those duties under there. It's not his duty to defeat organizations that at least claim they're upholding the Constitution, or a section of it anyway. That's not his duty to do. In this report, it says Biden's official Twitter account was responding to former Gabby Giffords, who was among 14 people wounded in a shooting rampage by Jared Lee Lautner in Tucson in 2011. Six people died in the attack. They're trying to... That's a, that's a bait there for having an emotional thing for Gabby. You know, it's a shame she's shot. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not... I don't rejoice in, in her suffering. That's, that's not one of the issues. But when you look at what's going on with her and her husband, oh, rights for me, but not for thee. She said, but the attack did not break me or the people I represented in Congress. We came together, turned pain into purpose and found hope in each other, she wrote, adding that she continues to work to achieve a safer America. Well, if you want to, if you want a safer America, Gabby, I got, I got, I got, a, I got a suggestion for you. Studies show that when you remove these gun laws and people have guns at the ready, they're safer. If you really are about that, but that's not what they're about. They're about disarming the people. They're about infringing on their rights, which can lead to certain penalties of death, as I just read to you. That's what they're about. If they're about safety, they would be encouraging firearm purchases, and firearm training. Kennesaw, Georgia is a perfect example of not just letting you have the right to keep and keep keep bear arms, but mandating it <laughs> as part of your duty to, your, to your, your family and to your neighbors. They virtually eliminated all murders over a long period of time and other crimes as well. I did an article on that several years ago. Was considered one of the most was considered one of the most safest places in America, Kennesaw, Georgia. And do you know what? When they did have murders, do you know where they occurred? Gun-free zones. University. Gun-free zone. Three people killed. Gun-free zones. That was the most unsafe place in Kennesaw, Georgia. Let me finish with this, this report here. The NRA, which has more than 5 million members, seeks to protect and educate people about their Second Amendment rights. While the association didn't immediately respond for a request for comment on Biden's post, its lobbying arm recently per- published an article that says Biden would, quote, begin a concerted attack on the rights of American gun owners after being inaugurated. We must be ready for the onslaught, the onslaught the post reads, added adding that a Biden administration, if officials get their way, will ban and confiscate the most commonly owned rifle in the United States. I'm assuming they're referencing the AR-15. And, quote, will arbitrarily limit the number of guns that can be bought per month. Now, this is where we're going to have to go back into the Trump administration. 
because this is key here. Why are they going after the AR-15? Semi-automatic rifle. People can go buy an AK-47. There are a number of other weapons on the market. But again, Article 1 of the Constitution doesn't give Congress any authorization to do any of that with the weapons. Which means if there's no law written or can be written, Article 2, which is the president's duty to faithfully execute the law, Article 2, Section 3, he has no law to enforce on that. And if the supreme law of the land means anything, the Constitution here, Article, excuse me, Amendment 2 says that right is not to be infringed. So why are they picking and choosing what things they're going to infringe on our rights on? Particular guns in this matter. Now let's go back to the, the Trump administration. This is why the bump stock issue was such a big deal. One, it was lawless. Our Constitution says that Congress may not make ex post facto law. Do you know what that is? That's where you take something that's legal one day and you say it's illegal the next day. And you make it illegal for everybody who's got it before you wrote this law. For instance, if they say, okay, you've got this gun here, or you've got this this phone here, and what we're going to do is we're going to take and we're going to make that particular phone with that case illegal immediately and we're going to backtrack it. If you've got it in your possession, you've got to get rid of it and destroy it or we make you a criminal. Do you understand the difference there of what's going on? Okay. So the Trump administration just didn't declare a bump stock, which ironically was passed by the Obama ATF along with echo triggers and some other things. They didn't just say, you can't make them anymore, you can't sell them anymore, you can't possess them anymore. They, they said, yeah, they said, you can't even possess them anymore. If you've got them, you've got to get rid of them. One guy down in Texas had 75,000 of them for his business. Yeah, that wasn't too good for his economy, was it? That's under the Trump administration. They set the precedent for that. Because you can bump fire without a bump, without a bump stock. And I've said all along, if they ever pick up on that, they'll say, well, we've got to get rid of semi-automatic rifles because people can bump fire with them if they just learn how to do it. This is the same thing. They're going, they're going to go after semi-automatic rifles again. And now how they've already got a precedent for it. All they have to do is say, well, we're just going to write a law. And guess what happens, guys? The, the corporations are going to go along with it because they want it. Remember how they all of a sudden started discriminating against 18-year-olds who wanted to buy a rifle? And they said, no, 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 you got to be 21, even though state law said otherwise. And I really have a problem with, with states determining the, the age of people making purchases like that anyway. But the corporations were ready to go along with it. Dick Sporting Goods got rid of all their semi-automatic... Oh, they're just great humanitarians, aren't they? No. There is an agenda. There is an agenda. Here's the one thing they're leaving out. This comes from Guns in the News. I guess Biden figures that's a good place to start... 
with his reunification campaign. You know, everybody come together. Let's heal the land, blah, blah. And you can rest assured, there's probably going to be a lot of this stuff, okay? There's probably going to be a lot of this stuff that we've been seeing taking place, these riots and all this stuff and, you know, all the hoopla is going to go away should he go into office within a week or so. It's just going to go away. We're going to be back to the Obama days of everybody fussing, complaining. We're going to expose all kinds of stuff. Nobody's going to bring justice. Again, since everyone in the country is in agreement the NRA is bad, they're saying it's tongue-in-cheek, obviously. At least everyone other than the association's 5 million people, right? Biden is missing something here. See, he, he says he's pledged to defeat the NRA. Here's what Biden is telling we're going after this organization to shut down any kind of ability to put a message out there that's pro-Second Amendment. Now, there's other Second Amendment groups. But what he's forgetting is that message is funded by you people. Gun Owners of America is funded by you people. The Firearms Coalition is funded by you people. Any of these other Second Amendment organizations is funded by the people. They are just merely a voice for the people. They're trying to shut you up on social media. And they're trying to shut you up through organizations that are formed to give you a bigger voice than just your lone voice together, or just your lone voice by yourself. That was redundant, wasn't it? But the point is, is this. They're trying to silence you. And I said this on the show last week. First, they silence you. And then they kill you. That's the way it goes through history. They silence you. And then they kill you. And in this case, they're cutting out your tongue for what you say on social media platforms. They're cutting off your ears because you, you want to hear what those people have to say. And so you get your ears cut off. And then they show you things like we show you here on the morning show. And that's gouging out your eyes. And then when you're no good at that point, they just kill you. That's what's coming, guys. Read Deuteronomy 28. I went through it the other day when we were on the radio. Was that on Friday? The Friday show. That's what's coming unless America repents and stands up and brings justice against the criminals, both in D.C. and everywhere else in a position of authority. If that's not done, that's what we have to look forward to. I'm hopeful that the people are going to wake up and we're going to do the right thing here. we still got time to do it. 23 hours. We'll see you. Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern. Adios.